Welcome to Tabletop Dropouts. I'm George. I'm Zach. And I'm Mike. And today, Zach, what are we talking about, buddy? I don't know. Uh, I think we're talking about supply chain economics. Uh, uh, oh, I, wait, no, no. I looked up my notes. I'm sorry. This is the tabletop podcast I'm on, yeah. not the uh, economics one. Yeah, so cool. Today, uh, <laughs> let's kick it Can off. Can ease uh, these nuts with Zach. Oh, man. <laughs> don't quit your day job, Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah, so obviously... Um, Big news, Ninth edition dropped um, about a week and a half uh, before the date that this episode is going to air. Obviously, Indominus came out. I did not get a box. Um, you guys already know that I'm a pretty diehard Chaos player, so Necrons and more Space Marines are not exactly um, in my um, wheelhouse. I did get the core rulebook, though, which is uh, a pretty fantastic product, I'll say. Um, yeah, the, I really enjoy how it um, is laid out and designed. It's absolutely beautiful, especially the art, like the mm -hmm. um, the fold out map of the solar system. Yeah. I'm a I'm a sucker for those navigational chart style maps. Yeah, definitely. And when I found that double fold out page, I was like, holy, yes. I, you know, funny that you brought that up. I, I forgot about this until now, but I was actually sitting on the couch with my wife, just kind of you know leafing through the the Saturday that it came out that evening. And I leaped to that page and it just opened up and I was like, oh, oh, honey, look, look, look. And, you know, she looked at me and rolled her eyes because she doesn't care you know, about Warhammer. So I thought it was cool. Mike, what do you think, man? We got a box. We did so get a box. That was pretty cool. What's in the box? Um, so for my half that I got, uh, I got the Necron half and George got the Space Marine half. Mm -hmm. um, came with 20 Warriors, three Scorpex, a Scorpex Lord, um, a reanimator, the plasma. What's that guy? The, he's the cryptech. And then they had the little cryptech helpers, the crypt, yeah. the crypt stalkers, and yeah. then the uh, the warden. I think is the, the royal name. warden, and then the overlord, the new overlord. Um, so, yeah, it was it was pretty cool. Um, I was out of town, so George actually put them together for me. Yeah, it was. Uh, I think over the course of like a day and a half because of family obligations, I could have knocked it all out in one day because yeah, those yeah. were phenomenal push to fit. The Necrons, yeah. putting together your Necrons were a little more fiddly because they just have so many spindly bits. Yeah. But those, the Space Marine half of the box went together beautifully. And yeah, especially after Soul Wars. I remember how oh, many old lines I had and gaps and everything. So they did a good job of that. So, so let me ask a question. Again, I didn't get the box, so I don't have experience with um, putting the minis together. But I do have, you know, obviously experience with the push to fit. Specifically, the Blackstone Fortress, like Servants of the Abyss. I'll talk a little bit about mm -hmm. those, I put those later on. I put the core box of, the, of Blackstone Fortress together. Those, those sucked. Those hurt to yeah. put together. Like, These were not bad. They're, These they're were pushed, not bad. They're pushed to fit. Yeah. And they fit great, you know, once you get them in there, but like you really got to like manhandle them and they're, they're chaos. So they're a little spiky. You know? Yeah. There I were only them. one or two units that I like, it was a couple of the Necrons, like uh, I think it was a couple of the destroyers. That, like yeah. the way you had to push together the breastplate and the spine were a little problematic. Um, honestly, the model, despite having a, a, little, a few slight complaints, the model that I had the most trouble putting together were the Outriders, and that was because um, there was something wrong with the packaging. So, like some of my Outrider, the 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 pegs on the bike chassis were actually broken, so I had to clip them off and rely purely on uh, plastic cement. Oh. But I, I plastic cement all my models because I, they're never coming apart. So uh, yeah, I, I don't trust push to fit either. I, I glue yeah. them. <laughs> but even even without even with that happening, it's still it just I had to clip out one or two pieces that were purely on the internal structure, mm. and I still had enough for my glue to get a grip, and it worked perfectly cool. after that. Nice. 
Nice, nice. Yeah, so that's kind of Indominus. Um, do you guys have any, I guess, closing thoughts on um, Indominus and everybody's of ninth? Everybody's kind of talked about it to death. Yeah. There's nothing new that you know about it. I mean, it's, yeah, there, there's no. I mean, we did play one game with Indominus, and I will say that it does feel like it's weighted a little in the Space Marines' favor. Oh no, shit! Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Uh, <laughs> I'll just say that Mike's Mike's destroyers did not get along well with my. Uh, with my Meltas, and uh, I will also say, though, that you got dice trying to kill my Judicar. My, yep. my Judicar, like, took a full volley of shots twice and did I think, not die. I think that's my favorite model out of I that whole so, box. Oh, so cool. I, I will be getting one, and it will be a Master of Executions. Yeah, that's, a, that's, a, that's, a that's a great sick looking model. That is, Doesn't he have, like, a, a rule function where he just, like, turns off the ability of enemy units within like x amount of inches to fight first or something yeah like he, that. he designates a unit uh, within i think it's nine inches and it doesn't have to be engaged with him it's just a unit that is within the bubble and he says you fight last uh, right so but, but it's not an actual aura it's a, a point and click. He, yeah it's, it's a it's, point yeah. yeah he has it's a it's a really powerful ability um and it really helped me in my game because he went take care of a big group of a big blob of 10 necron warriors he just took them out of the game because they couldn't kill him in melee and he couldn't kill the whole unit, but he kept making him fight last. He would damage him enough so he didn't have to worry about retaliation that much. Oh, okay. it, it, it was it was key in my in my uh, my win with those guys. But gotcha. uh, yeah. all in all, it was a very solid box, which you know if you already managed to get your hands on it. There are still a few floating around in the wild. I know the the mate to order has ended at this point. It has. I don't think those are shipped. No, they, they, they're not. No, they're, they're not, not until like December, I but think. Is my, it that my, far out? Yeah, yeah, that's what I heard. Well, because they, they have to remanufacture all of them. Sure. Okay. Um, my point is more just um, we're there's really not much more else to say, like Mike was saying, because so many people have talked about it already, and it's it feels like something we shouldn't spend too much more time on because yeah. unless you happen to find one to like a GW store, which I know the, like our local stores have a few still, um, it's just not something that's really available. Yeah, However, yeah it feels kind of like a dick move if you're talking about something that a lot of people couldn't get their hands on. Yeah, like it's yeah. kind of like, oh, this box is so great. Too bad you didn't get it because a bunch of people bought a bunch of them in like two minutes. Yeah, but you know that's a good transition. Um, you know that we just brought up um, Indominus. You know it, the sun has set relatively quickly on that, unless you already have it or have a pre-order on the way. However, uh, there are new starter kits coming out. This yes. is something that GW did announce along with the Indominus box, but I think the uh, you know the fire was definitely towards the Indominus box. Um, well, when they announced the Indominus box, they just said, oh, these things are coming. We had no idea what they were it was in them. Yeah, but they said that Indominus was a uh, like a special edition yeah, yeah, box. So exactly. it's big and fancy. So anyhow, uh, I think they've got like three different tiers. Mm -hmm. um, I can't remember the exact wording, but there's like veteran, elite, and recruit. Uh, tiers. Um, it's kind of something that GW did in 8th edition, albeit with uh, the Primaris Marines and Death Guard. So there was like uh, like First Strike or something like that um, that was like, you know, two squads and like maybe a special character or something. It's kind of along those lines. Basically, you know, in these boxes, you're going to get I think the the biggest one is almost Indominus. Like it's missing the. It, it's missing a couple of the special characters. Yeah, you don't get all like the spicy stuff that you got in Indominus. Um, but you know, obviously, it's also probably going to be a little bit less on the price point. So Indominus was two hundred US. This will probably be one seventy five to one fifty, is what I would assume. And then they have two other boxes that are smaller than that. Obviously, with each one, you know, reduces the amount you can get. Um, there is like a. I think it's cardboard terrain well, in the new boxes too. So no, that's they actually cool. the the biggest box actually has legitimate like plastic GW oh. terrain kits. That's oh, that's, really? that's that's actually a really big thing because they haven't included 
actual physical terrain kits, um, I believe, and it's a couple of the conduits and some of the rubble buildings. Oh, like nice. with a, oh, okay. Those are, oh, yeah, cool. All yep. right, yeah, George looked it up. Yeah, this is really nice. Pulled this up is a the, picture. It's the uh, Command Edition, which is going to be the closest to um, Indominus. Looks like you get a couple of bikes. Yeah, you get you get a squad of the Reaver, or squad of the Assault Intercessor, sorry. Um, the Outriders, One of the, the Captain, and then... Uh, some terrain on the on the marine side. I'm not sure what the Necron units are. Uh, I imagine it's a couple of warriors, um, probably maybe the destroyers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it also looks like you're going to be able to get your Blade Guard vets in their own separate multi-part kit. Yeah, which soon, which so. that's nice because that'll be the non that'll be more more options uh, non push to fit models. Yeah. Well, hopefully. No, no. They, they've already said it's in the multi-part oh, kit. Oh, okay. Are they are they single posed though? Uh, that they did not say. They, they said it was. The, they said it was the. It's this is the production kit that is not easy to build. That will be. Will have multiple options. Gotcha. Whether okay. or not that is monopose, where you swap out a couple options, or if it's actual like full on posing. I'd really like to see them. I I do like the monopose stuff just because it's so simple to put together and you know very I guess ergonomic. But um, I, I'd really like to be able to have a little bit more variance without having to do too much like filing and cutting on models and i think that's reflected quite a lot in other podcasts too so we don't need to go into that um yeah new starter sets those are looking good well, it's like nice consolation like yeah well it's they're solid on ramps you know they like, are yeah absolutely it's you're ending up with a little less but it's also giving you more if you're new to to build the army that you're maybe more interested in building you know this was my entry indomus was my entry to marines and it basically has given me a very specific type of marine list to build at a thousand points, mm-hmm. which I'm fine with because it, it goes pairs well with what I'm seeing out of my admec performance, where the, I've got my gun line there and my new assault marines are going to go and beat you in the face with their crazy new chain swords. But if you're getting one of these new starter kits, it doesn't put you as far down that road as yeah. the, getting the Indominus did. So it's easier to buy like some you know regular intercessors to make a shooting line to support your assault guys, or you know pick up a few more vehicles. If you're depending on which chapter you're playing, well, I mean, nobody's going to go out and buy a canaptic reanimator. Sorry, it's just it's a it's an underwhelming unit. Like it's kind of cool. It, like the Royal Warden. Yeah, we'll we'll cool. talk about that in a couple of minutes. Yeah. Mike. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> so angry. No, um, but I mean, I, I think it's important, you know, to kind of harken back to something that we covered pretty frequently on the show is you know that kind of social contract and the fact that well, not necessarily the social contract, but the fact that you know. All the games that we talk about, whether they be you know a Games Workshop product, um, Chaosium, any other one of the myriad of game uh, producers that we know and love, th- these are all social games by and large. And so one of the great things about these new starter kits is that you go into it with a buddy. Mm-hmm. So you know one of you guys gets Marines and you're a jerk, and then the other guy's a cool guy that gets Necrons. Cool guy so, right here. Yeah, yeah, buddy. You tell yourself that, Mike. <laughs> but I am fully unbiased. Um, so yeah, play Necrons and not Marines or anything else that's not Marines. But uh, <laughs> no, so I mean, the point still stands though, that you go in with a buddy, you split the price, and you get a decent little starter starter set. You know, up to about a thousand points. I haven't seen Indominus. It, actual points it's, it, it works out exactly a thousand oh, points that, wow that's pretty nice yeah it's okay. actually, well like 996 and 998 sure. yeah. or whatever so, so what was really frustrating about it was that when we actually did play out of it the like he couldn't find i could not find the cryptic stalkers and the um the little dude that follows the scorpex around because they're just auto includes if you include them in a certain oh. unit so it like didn't show me the point value and then it didn't take up a detachment slot 
So that was kind of annoying trying to like decipher the new yeah. uh, detachments and then trying to be like, oh, well, this guy doesn't even take a detachment slot, so I can't even use that towards my count. So Yeah, the, the detachments were actually our biggest problem when we were trying to build our forces, and we ended up doing a... Patrol detachment. Uh, yeah, two, each a patrol, but with the, the the detachment that costs two CP but lets you add one of any type of slot oh, to the, it. Uh, the auxiliary, auxiliary detachment. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we use that for our additional HQs because mm. the Dominus had more HQs than you right. could take in your yep. patrol. So that was kind of the... That was that was if you are sitting it and staring at your Indominus and wondering how you're going to build them, uh, the best thing that we had was patrol detachment with, with the one auxiliary, auxiliary detachment. So. Which, it worked well. Like yeah. I, I found it worked I mean, very well. Um but uh, I mean, they're solid products. Like the new starters, if you, especially because it gives you just enough models. And this is what I liked about the starter, that having that tiered starter, it gives you just enough models to learn the very basics of the rules and make some and figure out how the game works before you move on. Yeah, I mean, like one of you gets to be the uh, the fist and gun of the emperor, and the other one gets to be the target practice. So yeah, you know, it's fun. Yeah, it's fun for both sides. <laughs> um. Yeah, but, um, and of course, you know, obviously only a thousand points. Most games are going to be at 2,000 points. The express intent of starter kits are to get you started. It's like it's almost in the name. So, an actual, another thought about it was they at least included the correct number of models in mm -hmm. a unit. Yeah. So, what was really annoying oh. about Soul Wars, and when I bought Soul Wars when I was in, in Sigmar, they gave you three cast like they gave you like an odd number it was i, I don't know if it was the castigators or the um the uh, the, the, the evocators i don't remember which they one it gave was. you a bunch of odd numbers and then you had to go and track to down go and these well they, yeah. they did the same thing with the paladins that were in the first age of sigmar box hit. right yeah because i they gave i three paladins i i have gotten uh, i was i started off with age of sigmar as a stormcast player so i got all of the big two-player boxes that had stormcast in them right and for Soul Wars, uh, Blight War was fine. Everything in there, if I remember correctly, the models that you got in the box may fit what you could build right. them based off the battle scroll. But uh, Soul Wars and the first one, which I think was just called Age of Sigmar, mm -hmm. um, those, they were like, your each each unit was missing, or several units were missing like two models, and their yeah. intention was you were going to go buy the other easy-to-build kit. Right, yeah. But, that was kind of a dick move. And sometimes they were hard to find. Like, no. I couldn't find the Paladin easy-to-build box by the time I got into the yeah. there because they were already phasing yeah. out to start the and Soul Wars box. And, you know, that's something that GW has done historically. Like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a World Eaters player, so I'm going to talk about Berserkers. I mean, the Berserker box, if we ever get a new one, hopefully, it's because it's 20 years old, has 12 Berserkers in it, which is kind of weird. Um, it works out a little bit, but the real issue there is you only get enough like right arm axes, left hand chain swords, or you know vice versa to make four mer four berserkers with the chain axe chain sword combo, which is personally how I think you should run berserkers. And so you have to buy like ten fucking boxes <laughs> to get to where you want to be. And, and that's actually uh, that's a problem that a lot of boxes have. You know, with Admex building my my Skitari, uh, the special weapons options that are come on the sprue mm -hmm. to, to the general accepted uh, way to build those guys is you're going to want men units with two special weapons from right. what I've, from my experience and what I've seen and uh, you get one of each special weapon in the, on the sprue so uh, maybe there's some potential there for them to just release a sprue of special weapons as a smaller add-on because I don't want at this point I don't feel like I need any more Skatari bodies I've got four units that covers most of my list building needs because I want to put more robots and tanks and stuff in it. Yeah. But uh, if I wanted to build any additional Archibus guys, you know, more snipers, 
if I buy one more kit, I'll have the bodies, but I won't have the second Archibus. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well. Okay. Anyhow, kind of a off topic there, but yeah. important nonetheless. So starter kits looking awesome. We're excited. Um, I guess um, the other big thing um, in news, at least on the GW front, would be the uh, much maligned app. So bad. Um, I'll say, um, and I'll sound super elite when I say this, um, that I thought this thing was going to be a fucking disaster from the start because we've seen how GW tends to fail at rules. And so I didn't think that that was going to translate well into a you know, app, a piece of technology. And turns out that I was correct and vindicated. Um, so I'm saving five bucks a month, um, but quite a few people are not. Um, yeah, I guess that, and again, you know, you guys correct me, I guess that, you know, having issues signing up with it, getting your account set up, again, it costs you $60 a year or something like that, <laughs> which is, I mean, you know, for, for five bucks a month, an app should be pretty, you know, pretty yeah. good, pretty There's- solid. What's frustrating about it is there's a lot of potential in the ideas that they put forward. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I, $5 a month for the app build, for the army builder, which isn't there yet, the old codexes and rules reference for everything that's come before is great. Like, that idea is great, especially uh, if you haven't bought the books already. However, the absolutely labyrinthine... Tr- uh, way that they made you access the rules for those things instead of like from a process standpoint in my head the easiest way to do it would have been like you pick your army and just don't break it out by rule book just here's all the rules that apply to your army all your units instead you have to go and pick the book that you want to look in and then it's alpha like depending on what subsection because it is broken into subsections but like it's alphabetical so if you're looking at something like um engine war off the top of my head which covers Three different factions? Three factions. Yeah, I couldn't remember if there was a fourth one Demons, hiding in there. Demons, Mechanicus, and uh, Chaos Knights. Oh, and regular Knights, so four. It is four factions. I forgot Demons were in there. Correct. So yeah, um, if I look at stratagems, it's just all the stratagems in alphabetical order. No no uh, breakout for really? army. Oh, yeah. God. Jesus. It, it gets better. This isn't the actual book EPUB. It's just cliff notes. Yeah, no, you have from, to. Well, it's, that, that's where I think like the big pain has come from and it's completely understandable that you're paying for this app but then you don't get access to the rule books you have to like go and buy them i guess is that well it's it's kind of like they give you i don't think you can buy them in the app yet i have to go back and And i wouldn't buy anything through that app right now it's basically it's hype it's hyperlinks to the rules for lack of a better term, yeah, but it's not really hyperlinks. It's but in a Google Doc. No, that's yes. that's the, that's that only the core the, rules. That was only the core rules. But yeah, still instead bad. of being on their server, it's it's a link to a Google Doc, um, which is just weird because it already exists on a GW server because I can go pull it up on my web on my yeah. browser and download it, and it's not downloading it from a Google Doc. I can see the address it's downloading it from. So they've already tossed it on one of their own personal servers. I don't understand why they're shoving it over on yeah, Google Docs. Yeah, you know, I, I work for a technology company and. You know, I, I'm not one of the tech guys, but I have like a, a cursory understanding of it. And just from what I hear, it just really seems like they just phoned it in completely and did a, a real half-assed Diet Coke job of this. Which, like, no, it was basically uh, like they, they, the guy who, if, if, let me just put it to you this way, coming from a software engineering standpoint, if I went to my manager and said, hey, this app's going to link to an external Google document. Like, I would have been fucking fired. They'd have been like, clean out your desk, get the fuck out of here. Like, do not... Don't come back. It's like 
get out. Like I said, it's part of what makes it so frustrating is it has potential. Like the idea has potential. Yeah. And they've already implemented something, a better version of it, or, or something closer to the idea they're putting forward minus the you paid a subscription to get all the old rules in the Age of Sigmar app. Right, yeah. How'd you fuck up the other like, one when you had such a good and, release and on the first I've one? I've already said that the... To me, the $5 price point makes sense if you're getting all of the previous books. Absolutely. No, I don't think that paying 60 bucks a year is an issue, especially if you're in this hobby, because like $60 in GW money is like, that's like... That's like, like, like that's half a you, unit. That, that doesn't cost it. It, it. It's low enough to where it doesn't matter. Like, And yeah. I, I get that, you know, that's, that's coming from a very, and, you know, kind and of entitled it's view. It's the cost of a like, stick of deodorant a month. <laughs> What are you setting it's, up for? <laughs> it's uh, but yeah, it's just they they drop the ball so much, and I'm perpetually an optimist. So their their PR speak, which we're going to talk about, I know a little bit more, a little bit, um, does make me think they're they're going to try to take steps to correct it. But the question is, how far are they going to go to actually correcting it, and on what time scale? Like they did put out that roadmap, but some of the stuff on that roadmap is just like in eh, the future. So. And, and again, as somebody that works in technology, that roadmap was fucking garbage because I've spent the last two fucking weeks of my life doing roadmaps. <laughs> yeah, and I've spent the last two weeks of my life providing deliverables to roadmaps. So uh, it's if just, I said eventually, they'd be like, okay, now seriously get the fuck out of here. If like, I hear punch list one more goddamn time, I'm going to lose my mind. Yes. Well, it's just considering there are free alternatives yeah. that are available, it just... They need to step up their game if they expect people to actually Absolutely. subscribe. You know, and that's that's kind of my last, like, I guess, point on the app is that for $60 a month, I mean, $60 a year, excuse me, you can get an app from the actual provider that is garbage. Or for $3 a fucking year, you can go to Battlescribe and get a an app that's free. Sure, it shows you an ad ever so often that you can immediately click out of. But, like... For three dollars a year, that's their premium charge, or like fifty bucks a year, I think, for uh, Best Coast pairings, because you, you, like you know, you go to these independent um, providers, and these guys update their shit within like a week. Like I can already play Crusade, which we'll talk about a little bit later on, probably. Crusade. I can already, I can already keep track of my shit in Battlescribe, and I'm not. I'm, admittedly, I'm not like a subscriber to Battlescribe. I'm going to like right after this, I'm going to give them my info and. Pay three bucks a fucking oh, year. And if, if GW wants this app to succeed, they need to they people are gonna stay with Battlescribe. That's everywhere you look that the community's talking about this. People are just like, why should I give them any money at all? I'll just use Battlescribe. Well yeah. the thing is is like Games Workshop is falling to the fallacious reasoning of NIH or not invented here. Yeah. So basically like if if the product doesn't come from internal the games workshop they don't want it, right? Yeah. And you can't go out and acquire something like Battlescribe because they have rule systems for almost every major oh, yeah, game yeah. they they make. Um so it's like it seems like it would just be messy and also I don't want them to. No, I'm not saying they should subscribe no, or but acquire Battlescribe. I'm saying that the community is making very clear if GW doesn't improve the app vastly, yeah. no one's going to subscribe. Well, I mean, I've been supporting Battlescribe since I started. I pay them the $3 a year so that I, and you don't see ads if you're a supporter. Oh. Um, Ooh, well, and I mean, you can actually add custom names. So you can. Whoa. Okay. Very sarcastic. Senior Krondong. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's like that, that's kind of the cool thing is that they do give you that custom ability. But, yeah, I mean, app sucks. Maybe spend less time designing new Space Marine sculpts, more time working on app. Yeah, I mean, and I think that, 
I, I know I've said last point, but maybe this is my last point. Probably have more. There's but never a last if you're point. Going, if you're going to go in on something like an app, it needs to be fucking good because today's consumers are savvy with this shit. We're all plugged into our phones constantly. We know what a good app looks like and how it functions. Yeah. So if you're not going to go whole hog on it and make it a good app, don't fucking do it. Yeah, like It's exactly. either all or none. Yeah. Yeah. And they went and, middle road, and now they're... No, they didn't go middle road. They, they went well, they bumpy went, ass, beat they, down Rocky Road. They went. Yeah. They, they went Louisiana Highway. They went lowest fucking. <laughs> and I get to say that because I'm from there, Louisiana Highway, hundred percent. Michigan also has bad highways. Just as a call out to our friends to the north. Uh, <laughs> I think the worst is Boston. I haven't I haven't been to Boston, so I, I will not come. Wicked. No, wicked, there's wicked two there's two rules Boston. on the highways in Boston. One, get in front of everybody. Two. Don't let anybody in front of you. Well, that's just bad enter. roads. I'm talking about bad. Or that's bad driving. I'm talking about bad quality of roads. I think that contributes to bad roads. I also want to make sure to not park your fucking car at Harvard Yard, and then don't forget your fucking keys and your car keys. We just lost every Boston yeah. listener with that impression. <laughs> All every single maybe one, of them. one of them that we have. Hey, we live in Florida where we're uh, we hunt alligators for fun and snort bath salts and eat faces. Eat so faces. Yeah. I have been to Boston and it's lovely. Yeah, it is lovely. It. I enjoyed I my like time. It's, it's on the list of places I do want to go. You should check it out. The Freedom Trail is fantastic. Yeah. yeah. Okay, anyhow, so this is not the fucking Boston podcast. God, stop doing that. We're going to lose so many listeners <laughs> so from many Boston. Um, yeah, cool. So app, not great. Um, hopefully they improve it, you know. Um, they won't. They won't, no. I and I'm Again, I'm happy I'm not paying for it, um, and they deserve that shit because don't fuck up but you're gw so you do cool so i think that's kind of um i think that's kind of news um did i forget anything guys that's at least gw front they've been uh, kind i mean of the, pointing at me what i was gonna say is that the from a gw front i can't think of anything unless mike you you're frantically pointing what no was, i wasn't gonna say anything about know, gw maybe some shit happened um, in age of sigmar no one cares <laughs> i'm just it's kidding. unfortunate <laughs> but um it's a good system yeah, Age of Sigmar is kind of that, and that's actually something they're kind of just chilling there. And I feel I'm worried that they're going to be there got, for a while. I've got some points on Age of Sigmar, but we'll get to that later. I did want to say, uh, if you listen to our last episode, this is not GW related, but it is news. Joseph McCullough did announce Stargrave is coming out. So excited! So basically, it's going to be a Frostgrave system, but but sci-fi, but yeah. sci-fi. And so. You know, from I think it was episode four where we talked about Frostgrave before the actual interview. I was all in on Frostgrave. I should be getting my second edition here in about two weeks, I think is when it drops. Yeah, yeah. Um, hey, again, we're going to plug that. And it's not because, you know, Joseph was nice enough to, you know, come on the show and talk to us and also announce on the show, which is pretty awesome. Um, I We just want to endorse that because it's a fucking great game. Yeah, yeah he did a great job with it. it it's a, it. it is phenomenal. The, um, the rules are tight. Yep. The narrative is fun. Yep. And it's a good game if you're not interested in these big war games. Yes. yes. And Joseph's also just like a cool fucking dude. Yep, too. And, I didn't know uh, he was from North Carolina, actually. So. And, and Mike, uh, from the creator of Gaslands, he made Races on Mars. So he did oh. like a pod racer. Mm-hmm. That, that came out with Blaster Magazine. So it's kind of like a pod racer rules for, uh, for Mars racing and Gaslands. So there's some <laughs> cool stuff in the new Blaster Mag. Um, yeah, Blaster Mag, you've got uh, some new character rules for Relic Blade. You've yep. got alternate timeline for, uh, what's the zombie game made by Ash? Um, Last Days. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, and, they're, uh, and they're, they're doing more Blaster. They're working on um, they're working on additional issues. So 
Yeah, that's a thing. If you're interested in these smaller scale games that we're talking about, um, that's definitely something you should be keeping an eye on. Look them up on Facebook. Find them on. Uh, they sell it through uh, Drive Through RPG. Yep. Uh, you can get print or PDF, and it's it's phenomenal. Yeah. Mike, I was laughing because when you said racers on Mars, yeah. I thought you said racists on Mars, and I was like, <laughs> that's I, don't, a, I don't think we should plug this. That, that's a whole different game. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not about that life. Um, but yeah, that's that's my news. I mean, I didn't. It was kind of a slow news week for me. So yeah, I mean, just stuff I was interested you know, outside in. of Indominus, but I, you know, I think that in Ninth Edition, obviously, I think that um, a lot of other places aren't going to be releasing a lot of big stuff. You know, kind of in the well, fallout of that. Well, so. another big piece of news. I don't know if you guys were aware, but they did Digital Gen Con. Yeah. Well, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, I know we've talked about this before, in that I'm a very huge fan of the sculpts but I haven't really gotten a chance to get it to the table, but uh, Crisis Protocol, the Marvel miniatures game, announced so much stuff. Oh, so much. Um, they announced uh, a ton of Marvel X-Men. Oh, yeah, is, I did see that the X-Men. They, they announced a bunch of X-Men, and what's really awesome is they are including alternate heads for multiple characters. So Wolverine, they have a, they have alternate sculpts for him with or without his mask. Cyclops with or without his mask. It's for all you uh, 90s kids out there that remember the old X-Men cartoon, it is very much feels like that. They even have a miniature for Toad, which <laughs> is amazing. Um, they also, so wait, like the 90s animated show X-Men, I can have an animated X-Men show like... Pretty much, they and they're there. So I don't know if you guys were reading comics at that time period, but the X Men were divided into two teams. No, I got it. Um, the gold and the blue. Yep. They are actually have made it very clear that they didn't show the rules yet, but they said, "Hey, we're designing the X Men set so you can build them as blue or gold." So uh, normally, for every faction they've introduced so far, uh, they've had one leader and one faction ability. The X Men are the first ones that are going to have different leader faction abilities. One, some of them are tied to Cyclops, and some of them are tied to Storm because they were the field team leaders at the time. Okay, cool. But it, I really want X Factor and X Force. So. I'm there with you. I love Havoc. I want to see Havoc, and I want to beat up Cyclops with Havoc. That's one of my goals. Yep. So, uh, um, they, but they also announced and showed off like the Punisher, Kingpin, um, just a whole slew of stuff. It cool. looks phenomenal. Nice. So, if you're interested in that, uh, you should definitely go check out what they announced over Gen Con because it is a metric ton of stuff. Nice. Hmm. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Shout out to Indianapolis, where I'm from. It snows there. They also pay income tax. I like Florida more. Okay, got it. Good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cool. So I think that's kind of it for news, guys. Um, do you want to talk about a uh, hobby progress real quick? And by real quick, I mean the next half hour because of my hobby progress. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you want, I'll start it off because we all know that I'm going to have the least with my... Um, so... I don't think I've talked about my profession before, but I'm a school teacher and we're gearing up to go back to school. So um, although I started getting some good momentum on my admec, my time to actually work on them was not what I wanted. However, I did, I did uh, complete two of the, uh, I completed my transport. I completed my dune crawler. Um, as we discussed already, I primed and uh, built all of the Indominus. Um, but I'm also starting to work on my Castellans and my basic troops, which that's my least favorite hey. thing because it's all the assembly line painting for hey, those uh, troops. Hey, get, hey, get a little of this fucking guy trying to avoid our next George, statement. George, paint, paint your, your shit. shit. Doesn't matter. 
doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how paint much it. you paint. You're still going to get this <laughs> every single job. episode. I'm going to show up with a full 2,000 points of Imperium. You're like, paint your shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to point your Ozark Bone Reapers and be like, hey, look at this shit that's oh, that, not painted. Yeah. Paint your shit, George. <laughs> yep, yep. You'll never win. Age of Sigmar is in the, in the timeout corner right now because I'm so in on Crusade. That is and a fucking travesty. And it is. It is. Because say that. It is because at this before this I was all in on Age of Sigmar and did not care about 40k and now I'm like oh look Admech let's do this <laughs> yeah what about you Mike what'd you get uh, so I picked up I have my hobby progress is I'm stripping some Necrons I picked up some more Necrons um, shout out to Castle thanks bud Castle um, friend of the show somebody uh, painted these things uh, with a blue color that I'm not quite fond of so I'm just gonna strip them down and repaint them and do the whole thing nihilic dynasty um i printed some stuff for your knight so that you could have some different variants of legs uh i think that was part of i think that counts that can, counts for my hobby progress <laughs> well i printed it but yeah um and then i've been printing those imperial fists for my one friend uh those are almost done and then uh i have come to terms with the fact that my ted corsairs should probably be getting started. <laughs> Ted Corsairs. So right now it's going to be, uh, I think we have Ted Dancing, uh, Ted Nugent. Yeah, Ted Nugent, Noise Marine, uh, 100%. Ted, Ted from Bill and Ted's Excellent gotta, Journey. Yeah, no, you need to get Disco Lords and do like a Soul Forged pack with them and call them the Wild Stallions. They are, so. No, there's going to be that, and then they're going to have a squad of Noise Marines. They're going to be called Right Said Ted <laughs> instead of Right Said Fred. Um, so there's going to be some Ted Corsairs going on, and I don't, I don't like... I, Zach, I'm I'm with you. I don't really like the red corsairs no. from like a lore standpoint, but the Ted corsairs, I, I can rock that. I shit. feel like the Ted corsairs are the red corsairs' cooler brother. Yeah. They're, they're like the red corsairs look at him and go, "Man, Ted's so cool." What's that? It's like you've got the virgin red corsairs and the Chad Ted corsairs, like that yeah. comparison. <laughs> I think I'm gonna like make Ted Nugent like a cultist though. Like it's he's gonna be like a, the head of the cultists, and I'm just gonna have him go die because I don't really like that guy very yeah, much. Ted he's kind of irritating. He's kind it's of fine. Shit, so <laughs> so uh, you but heard like, it here first. Yeah, <laughs> Ted Nugent sucks. Um, cat scratch fever is a great song. It's so stranglehold. Anyhow, um, yeah, those are good songs. Like I'm not doubting his artistic. I just wish he would just not talk outside of his albums um but uh other than that like ted corsairs um so yeah hobby progress is stripping necrons um uh, i 3d printed some stuff for your night guy uh, just some weapons and things like that so cool. and um yeah other than that just just printing terrain and um painting some imperial fists and almost done with that so oh i did paint a my other, my little space marine army, I painted a Terminator captain. Uh, yeah, you're never ending. So for those, I don't know if we talked about this a show, show before, but Mike was trying to purge his space marine collection. Completely. And we yep. keep getting messages where he's finding more. I'm like imagining they're in shoeboxes in the back of the closet. And he opens it up. He's like, how do I have more marines? Well, I also was trying to, like, I was supposed to be the middleman for a couple of your units that people had claimed and we're going to buy and then they never contacted me so those guys are just fucking out a couple hundred points of marines right now because gamers are unreliable but whatever so yeah i, I think i like i probably i did a trade right and uh i got a lot of space marines i didn't realize how much i was actually trading for um and so now i was like kind of like last i think last week i was kind of like fuck i still have like 2100 points of space marines and that's not including my death watch like death watch completely separate from that uh, cause I was, I was trying to purge all my space marines because I just didn't, 
want them. Like, for some reason, they just feel like the Stormcast Eternals in AWS. It's like, this is fucking boring, and I don't like playing them. They are. They are. They're fucking boring, and now I don't have any reason. So now they're going to be Blood Lords, which is, they're going to be painted like Night Lords, and they're going to be Blood Angels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're going to listen to motherfucking My Chemical (laughs) Romance. And like it's a bad thing. I like they're they're from they're from planet Hot Topica, (laughs) and uh, their their battleship, their capital class ship is a mom's minivan. Um, So yeah, they're gonna be very edgy. Uh, They're from the uh, upper uh, upper upper middle class suburbs of the Segmentum Obscurus. So if you're curious about the lore, I have done my homework. (laughs) But yeah, they're gonna they're they're gonna be all right. The pretty pretty edgy, but I I did a Terminator Captain and yeah, uh, and the color scheme. I like the color scheme. It's very very good. Yeah, it's like it's there's gonna be a little article, you know, like this this Terminator Captain found a secret to confuse heretics on the battlefield. Night Lords hate him. Because he he looks like a night lord, um, so yeah, it's it's kind of that's my hobby progress. So cool. All right, I've got a lot actually. Um, I recommitted to about an hour of hobby time a night, which is what I was doing before quarantine and the roadblock that came from it. Um, but I've kind of jumped back into that. So it's been about two weeks actually since we recorded. I want to say so I've got you know quite a lot done. Um, Servants of the Abyss from Blackstone. I talked about those earlier. I bought those for a Necromunda gang that I've still yet to actually do anything with. Uh, I assembled all that. I painted the Urghuls, which are like little bat dudes, um, just because I think they're cool models. Um, started the Trader Guard and the Rogue Psyker, but I've hit a roadblock with them. I don't like how they look, so I'm going to strip them and start over. Um, Age of Sigmar. My flayers and my Terrorgeists are completed. Um, they are fully based. They are fully painted. They are in my display case. Um, I do need to get another terror guys to complete that army, but whatever. Um, I got um, some Zangor Enlighten slash Skyfires, depending upon what system you're using that I built. I got 30 Cacophony, which are the um, Emperor's Children Noise Marines from 30K. I finally got those. It took them two months to get to me. After. Oh, yeah. I got my Galver back, too. Yeah, yeah. So I built those. Um, yeah, they've just been built. I'm waiting on some primer from Army Painter to get here. Uh, once that gets here, I'm going to roll into those and start painting them. Which uh, which primer are you waiting on? Uh, it is Alien Purple, I think, from Army Painter. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm familiar. I, I have a big set of Army Painter paints. Oh, do you? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm yeah. a fan of theirs. Um, they just have some colors that the Citadel does not yeah. have Citadel's, a good rep for. I think Citadel's good quality. It's just they've got some misses. Um mm-hmm which uh, I'll kind of talk about here in a second. Um, I got a Lord of Skulls that I traded for some stuff and started painting. I'm four hours into that, and I've done about half the basing on it, so that's going to be like a 40- or 50-hour project, I think. But that's okay. We're happy for it. Um, and then the biggest His name news is Trevor. The, <laughs> Trevor. Um, the biggest news that I'm most excited about, Mike was very gracious and was able to acquire an Arec Knight. For me, yes. Um, Fuck bot nine thousand. It's not what it's going to be called, but okay. Because <laughs> you didn't print me the tentacles, so it can't be fuck bot. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> oh, you. They're right. I got to get you those tentacles. Yeah, it's all good. Um, uh, but um, hentai yeah, so, hentai tentacle porn bot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Okay. Good thing. <laughs> Mark of Slanesh. Good thing we're a mature podcast <laughs> because we definitely are now. But yeah, no, it is. Um, it is actually to go along with the cacophony that I got um, as part of the Crusade system. I wanted to do um, some Slanesh for 40k for a while, just because I really lo- I wanted to uh, kind of challenge myself with brighter colors and more vibrant colors, and I felt that Slanesh was a good way to go with that. So um, 
basically yeah um i've got that in two um to describe it it's basically a um it's a it's not one of the chaos knight kits but it's the same size actually a little bit bigger um i don't know it's hard to describe it's got like six legs and everything that it walks on um and then like a pod where the dude that's driving it sits um really cool uh we'll post pictures on the instagram i actually put one up last night right of yeah. the um progress that i've made so far on it things fucking terrifying looking by the way thank you yeah <laughs> it's awesome um yeah i'm really excited um I'm gonna paint it up purple um, to go along with the Emperor's Children again, um, and I was using um, some Vallejo paints last night. And yeah, this yeah. was actually my first foray with Vallejo, and I got to tell you guys, like that's a fucking great product. Oh yeah, right Vallejo is um, an amazing paint. Yeah, they're they're an old warhorse of the uh, painting industry. And yeah, there's just no there. There's no denying their quality. I've I've heard about them a lot. It's just um, the store that I frequent doesn't carry anything but um, Reaper paints and Vallejo and not, not Vallejo. They don't carry anything but Reaper and um, Citadel, and so that's kind of been in my wheelhouse. And like I said, Citadel is a good product, but there's some misses on colors, just gaps. And I think that Vallejo has a very vibrant color. Um, I was really surprised by how much the um, purple that I put down popped, especially right. with a dry brush of lighter purple over it and some highlights on it. Like I'm, I'm very excited for how this night's going to turn out. I actually, uh, I wanted to tell you, you yeah. can pick those up at Hobby Lobby. Vallejo? Vallejo is no at Hobby shit. Lobby. Yeah, yeah they, that's where I get all my Vallejo damn stuff it, from. Sunday, if Hobby I, Lobby's closed. If it's, I remember correctly, they have multiple game lines. They have multiple lines. And yes, some of them do. are specifically for gaming. They do. But you could, I mean, obviously... There, it's acrylic paint. You can use whichever one you want. Yeah, the but, model color right there. That's that's the one. But they yeah. they have okay. their they have their model paints at uh, Hobby yeah. Lobbies. Five mm. bucks. Yep. Nice. And yeah. they have the, the um they have uh, metal medium. They got all the stuff. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah. So they have a lot of stuff. Uh, Hobby Lobby carries it. I don't like the politics, but if you need them, yeah. Them. Um, but the uh, I did order some st- some more stuff from Turbo Dork. Okay. So I need I, to get some of that for my airbrush because yeah, especially so as I get into the bigger stuff like an eventual night. I got Motherload, which is uh, white, but it's chromatic rainbow. Ooh. So that's actually for my uh, Thousand Suns. So they're going to have white trim. The, it, I want them to look very ethereal and very like chaos warp empowered. So that's And then I got a blue to purple phase, a blue to red phase, a red metallic, and I think I bought another thing at Darknut. So, so um, one of the things I've been doing when I should be painting, as I wait for Zach to give me the side eye, is... Uh, <laughs> Just giving I'm, you full eye. Full <laughs> eye. Is uh, I'm about to get all my Warcaster models in. So I've been That's planning right. out... Yeah. And I say all my, all my Phase 1 because I, I pre-ordered a lot of the stuff. Um, Wave 1 is basically going to give me a sizable force for each of the three factions. So I've been planning out the painting scheme for two of the factions because my wife wants to paint the third. Um, which one is she painting? The the Eternium Continuum. Or oh, sweet. Harvest. So that one's going to be done first. Which Probably. And better play, because we, already we've already covered one. she's the better painter than I am. But um, the ISA, originally I was going to do them in like a sleek black because they're like the space cops. So I was going to do sleek, sleek black with red and blue for all their energy effects. But um, I recently stumbled upon somebody that has already gotten their stuff. Uh, painting them up like Mass Effect, like the uh, Cerebrus, the white, orange, and blue. Oh, yeah? And I really like, I want to find a good white that I can put on those that'll make. So I might need to know how that white you were talking about from Turbo Dork comes out. I'll sh- that, yeah, I'll show it to you. That sounds like it could be amazing. I'm planning on painting Martial Worlds first because that's the faction I'm super excited about. Um, going to do like a very swampy boy. Going to get some water effect um, yeah. stuff for their basing. Um, 
and just have swamp people. And I am actually very salty about the fact that I can't get the new Necron green, that Necron green like fluorescent. It's sold out everywhere. Right now. Oh, so, that's. Uh, I know that you sucks. do. You you told me that yes, or Friday yeah. when I was there looking for it, and they did, didn't. They did, sold out the same day. Did you reach pot, out man. to uh, the <laughs> local store? I haven't yet. I mean, I mean he doesn't open up again till for. Actually, he's open today. We right. can maybe message him later. Anyway. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's a great paint. That that that, that uh, that's how I did all the eyes on my Admec. All the the, the stuff that I was showing you guys earlier, the the green glowing effect. Yeah, it's all with that net Necron glow. So I think or the Necrons are going to have Nihilic instead, the Nihilic oxide because they're Nihilic dynasty. So yep. they'll probably all be that color. But I still wanted you, you that. You don't want to paint them Nihilic oxide. That's a technical paint, man. No, I mean I'm going to fill in all the little oh, recesses okay. with that yeah. so that they look like yeah. So yeah, that you, when yeah, that Nihilic rust effect is what that does. Yeah. But, but okay, cool. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's my hobby progress. Good amount of it. I'm proud of it. My backlog's still ridiculous. Um, and I'll probably just buy more shit this week because I'm like that. Um, <laughs> but yeah, okay, cool. Um, I know we're uh, pushing on time right now. You guys want to do uh, some games played? Yeah, let's do games cool. played. I played. So we had a, we went over to a buddy's house where he just had like a day of Warhammer, which was super fun. Oh yeah, and yeah. we had a great time. Josh is a friend of the show. Um, I played a uh, a game of I think it was 1750, and I gave my opponent. He had 1760 because he couldn't figure out how to get to 1750. I also let him have a dreadnought in a drop pod, uh, even though you can't do that. I I just let him do that anyway. <laughs> But uh, so I was kind of going through my theory crafting and he was like, well, you know, I'm going to play you and I'm going to beat you this time because he's he, he's a new player and he kind of has a hard time. So he had his Imperial Fists, all intercessors, you know, the whole the whole nine yards, Imperial Fists, basically. Uh, and I built a list of uh, about 500 points of Thousand Suns and about a thousand points of a very special payload that I dropped uh, turn two. But basically my list was uh, Aramon, an Exalted Sorcerer and uh three squads of rubrics five five man and then a master of possession a uh dark apostle with his disciples a warpsmith and a sorcerer um and then i dropped three squads of obliterators and so basically the game went like he started off very aggressive he started following me and i kind of had the hqs that i was using to buff the obliterators just kind of hanging out like he didn't really pay attention to them um he didn't notice them he wanted to shoot the rubrics which was the intention it was a distraction carnifix so i had kind of armin flying around casting smite like smiting stuff and they were shooting at him and he was kind of focused he thought that the rubrics were going to be the hard guys um and then turn two happened and yeah he didn't make it to turn three um as soon as the oblitz came down and everything started resolving it basically you know he had his torgaradon like he was behind you know a unit and then as soon as the first the first unit got deleted by the first squad and then i basically was wiping one squad per set of obliterators with endless cacophony which burned all my cp but by the end of turn two he had maybe five models left and he wasn't going to survive the what's next. what's interesting about the game because i was watching when that game was happening um my game took place a little bit later because yeah. the the host was doing other stuff um but it was. It very much felt in that round one it, that the Imperial Fists were going to run away with it. Oh yeah, yeah. Until he didn't, and he because he picked the wrong targets. Right. 
and that's was, really what it was was he just he, he was and, and we said i think we covered that in the first game when i played zach i had a tournament net list and i it looked like i was going to win the game until i didn't win the game yeah. because i didn't know how to prioritize my targeting properly and that's kind of what bit him in the ass in this one was you know he he saw the master of possession he saw all those guys and figured i'm going to get rid of the rubrics first and then i'll go after these guys and he was, you know, he was having some fun with me. He was like, yeah, I just killed Armand. What are you going to do now? And I was like, going to delete you next turn. Trust me. Like, like shit on your face. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, it was like he kind of got, he got, he, you know, he got deleted. And he took it well. I mean, as well as, as possible um, when that happens. But, you know, that was, it was a good farewell to 8th edition, I think. It, it was a fun time. And I kind of sat there with him afterward and gave him some critiques. And then I also told him, you know, hey, this, this, in eighth like this doesn't happen in ninth anymore like i can't stack this anymore and <laughs> i see zach just kind of like no, no, i wouldn't go that far yeah but still it's it's kind of the specific interactions he had going on were uh, not possible some of those interactions are definitely still around yeah some of them are still are but for the most part like you know saving on twos well that, that's what i was referring to is the, the things where you were putting multiples multiple yeah, modifiers and, and then the delightful agonies it was just you know it was a lot of it was very much like a i told him i said if you do not deal with the targets accordingly if you don't prioritize your targets you are going to get run the fuck over in turn two and i told him that and i told him what i was doing as i was doing it and he just didn't catch on quick enough so you know it is what it is um but yeah it was a fun game i had a good time See, I, I, you just mentioned something that I didn't realize at the time uh, because of what happened in my game. But our game both ended in turn two. Yeah. Um, uh, however, where you were the victor, I had a whole bunch of Wolfen just decide that uh, Admech was very tasty. And yeah. uh, by turn two, there was just nothing I could do. So I conceded. But to get to the story there, um, I was playing my Admech. This was actually the first time I was able to get Admech to the table to actually play because with everything going on... Uh, the opportunities to play them before now were non-existent. I, if I, when I did get to play 40k, I would use someone else's list or I still had my towel sitting around, but those are gone now. Um, so my buddy, we each had a thousand points. I don't remember his full list, but I was running, um, two squads of Rangers, one with the Arquebus sitting in the back, uh, and two squads of Vanguard. One had a set of plasma one had a set of arc. So the art guys were going to go do their thing. The plasma guys were going to go do their thing. They were loaded into the um, the Dune Rider so that I could get them downfield because we were playing the objectives that you have to burn your enemy's objectives. Um, the key problem, and I knew that I was playing against a very aggressive Space Wolves force, was I misdeployed. Mm-hmm. Um, I had the, the vanilla just five... Uh, uh, Rangers were specifically there to keep stuff off my Castellan robots, which I had Castellan robot and a uh, Dune crawler hanging out in the back to just shoot stuff with the appropriate uh, tech priest support. And I left the charge lane open because I underestimated how mobile Wolfen were, and he uh, he very much assessed that the Castellan robot was what he needed to get rid of, and he got those Wolfen and the Castellan robots, and mine are built entirely for shooting, no fists on those bots. Yeah. So he just ate my lunch. I managed to retreat one robot out of there, but by the end of turn two, he had done enough that I conceded because it was, and if anything, I would have just been delaying the inevitable. He had his dreadnought still on the board. He had two assassins that were just picking off my HQs and I couldn't get anything out of the uh, box I'd put myself in. It was still a fun game. It's still a blast, but it taught me a lot of things uh, specifically. And for any ad- 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 players listening, you're going to groan and shake your head at me. I forgot mechanicals the whole game. <laughs> 
but it did. What a noob! <laughs> to be fair, with the, the with the air and deployment, it, the mechanicals wouldn't have mattered because right, yeah. I, he was in melee and there was nothing were, I could do about yeah, it. Yeah, you were fucked. I had right. screwed myself yeah. by by hiding my guys from line of sight instead of putting them as a screening unit like I was supposed to. Right. Um, it was still a blast. It taught me a lot of things about admech, like playing as them. Um, it reaffirmed a lot of stuff because once uh, in that turn two, I shot a whole bunch of Wolfen off the board, but the damage had already been done because the robots were already crippled from right. where they should have been. Um, but it was a great game, and it was a uh, it was you know got me a better feel for the army and got me motivated sure. to finish up that uh, painting up my Dune Crawler and my Dune Rider. And you probably won't forget your canticles. Oh no, never again. I like have a note on a piece of paper that I like yep. where my list canticles. Cheat cheats good. And also now you hate Space Wolves like the rest of us. Oh uh, yeah. yeah. No. Not a fan. Oh god. Get three up involves across the whole goddamn army somehow. Fuck. I just think it's kind of a dick that you went and burned down a planet. You know, Magnus did do something wrong and it was not but for all us. the right reasons. Yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah, and I, we, you guys know from previous discussions. I don't think I mentioned. It, I'm a big fan of the Thousand Suns, so I already was kind of given side eye to the to the wolves. Now I'm like, yeah, no, no hell yeah. with those wolves. Why don't you take your giant hovering boat and fuck off? <laughs> <laughs> I um, is it good on games? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the cool. main thing I got to play. So um, I actually have a wolf story too that you know salted my food for me but um yeah so uh last game eighth played with my buddy dave um i think i mentioned dave like three or four times already on the podcast yeah so um yeah him and i get a lot of games in for whatever reason um that was my last game of eighth i played a list similar to what mike was running um i did uh, like a iron warriors battalion um and then did the uh oblit gun line with it um so two squads of three obliterators one mark of corn one mark of slanesh the corn guys were taking advantage of demons. Well, they were both taking advantage of um, basically um, demon smith and crimson crown. Won't go into the specifics of those, but when you combine them together, hits and wounds of sixes generate extra hits, and so it becomes kind of this like continuous generation of hits. So I think in like one of my shooting phases, I generated something. The um, for some context, the Oblitz shoot 18 times with three of them, and I somehow managed to hit like 24 times out of 18 total shots. Oh, yeah. With that. Um, yeah, and so I used that along with um, the Marcus Flanesh guys to shoot them twice and just blew the shit out of Dave um, in our <laughs> last game. And we've kind of established a strange back and forth where one game he beats the shit out of me, and then I beat the shit out of him the next right. game. And we're just trading off right now. So. I'm assuming that Dave will eat my lunch next time we play. Um, so that was a good a good game. Dave's always very fun to play against um, and uh, just a good guy in general. Um, next game, first game of ninth edition against my buddy Daniel uh, up in Jacksonville. He's a Space Wolf player, relatively new player, um, but a fantastic painter. Um, I hate Space Wolves just like the other two dudes in here. Um, but Daniel's army is always a joy to play with one because it's well painted and then two and more specifically and more importantly, Daniel's a good dude. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys have uh, met him or played against him. I've talked to him a couple yeah. times. Yeah. Solid I guy. Not, but I need to meet that, that, that particular game store's crew. I know a few of them because they would wander into the GW store where I used to play in Jacksonville, yeah, yeah. but I need to go up to there and then talk to some of those yeah, guys yeah. just cause I'll introduce you. Yeah. We got yeah. a we got some, we got some good cats up there. Um, but yeah, you know, Daniel's one of them, one of the guys I like to play against. I think this was maybe our third game. Um, yeah, and I used the exact same list that I used in my last game of 
Well, no, not exact same. I changed it from two squads of three obliterators to three squads of two obliterators. Um, actually, it was a very different list now that I'm thinking about it. <laughs> and um, Which yeah, one is so it, Zach? I brought, um, I don't fucking know. <laughs> um, three squads of two oblits, um, all the psychers I needed to support that same thing that right. I had done against Dave. And then I brought three squads of five Zerkers and three squads of five. Um, Rubrics, all of which were Iron Warriors. Thought process there was they'd hop in Rhinos together, mm-hmm. Zerker, hop out at the same time, Zerkers clear dudes off objectives, and then um, the Rubrics stand on those objectives because they're relatively durable. Daniel just like kind of beat the shit out of me the entire game. <laughs> um, it started with a pretty big mistake on my part. I got into combat with a Thunderwolf Cavalry with, uh, I think I had like 15 Berserkers in combat. No, no, I had 10, which is usually enough to, you know, fuck anyone up. But I activated on the other side of the table, completely forgetting the fact that he could interrupt for two command points, which he did, um, and pretty much wiped um, all but one of my berserkers from that side. Um, so that was a pretty big mistake on my part. I could have recovered from that, though. Um, but then he deep struck in his flyer thing. I can't remember what it's called, but... In ninth edition, you can deep strike your flyers now, and he did that. And pretty much immediately after deep striking in, shot five of my obliterators off the table. So over a fourth of my list went away. And at that point, Daniel just kind of ran away with the game and was just mopping up units. Still a great time. Again, Daniel's a good dude. He told me that was his first win, which is surprising because of how handily he beat the shit out of me. Um, (laughs) But congrats to him. And again, um, you know, good game. Good introduction to ninth. It's always good to lose, so my expectations are low. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, those are... Um, oh, you know what? And last thing, I did get a game of Age of Sigmar in with Mike. Right. Um, this was my first game of Age of Sigmar. Um, my Flesh Eater Courts versus um, Nagash, and I think there were some other units on the table that you brought, <laughs> but Nagash was the only one that mattered. Um, I think The Grimgast Reapers were pretty... Yeah, yeah. Nagash um, really should be titled How to Lose Friends. Yeah, Nagash, his <laughs> real name so is... angry. Yeah, Nagash Hole is what I think I started calling him. So funny, so clever. I mean, um, he was just... <laughs> I told you, I texted you. Yeah. I did say, I don't want to bring the gash because I want you to stay friends with me at the end of this game. And, and you I said, specifically told no, you to man, bring him. bring him up. <laughs> yeah. And, you know. Well, I brought the Gristle Gore list, which is that a pretty is a, strong. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean. You know, um, so Mike um, Mike end, ended up winning, but a good game. I think we were both uh, talking a lot of shit to one another, which I've noticed we tend to do, actually, when we play. But that's it's fun. fun and it's lighthearted and it's it comes, from a, it's, it's comes from a place of, so. of, of funness. Um, I forgot to say, I did have a game of Gaslands against Castle. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I ended up winning by I had an explosive ram on the back. His Actually, his, uh, his lady friend let me use her cards because this was after the Sigmar game. And I won that game by shifting in the reverse and then backing into his last car. And it exploded. And then his car was demolished. Um, so I played a game of Gaslands, too. And, and I had a great time. 
Um, I, I really need to play Gaslands. Yeah. So, and actually, I actually my buddy down in Tampa, Nate, uh, plays Gaslands too. So Nate is a friend of the show, and he is super knowledgeable about Gaslands. So I've been asking him rules questions and stuff, and he's been coming back to yeah, me. Yeah, that's nice. that's been on my my list of a game I want to play for a while. I know we've talked about trying to get some games in. I cannot wait to play that game. Oh yeah, one because yeah. it gives me as an adult excuse to play with Hot Wheels. Yes, and two, <laughs> those Hot Wheels will have random sci-fi weaponry attached to them because of the faction that I'm eyeing, which I, yeah. I do not recall the name of offhand. I actually there's a Mustang GT 500 that I just converted. It's got a bunch of chains hanging off the back and skulls, uh, like dangling, and it says "just married." And it's like the, the skulls are dangling off the back, and it's got a giant ram in the front. That's amazing. I love it. It says like "hi" there in front. Like it's very menacing looking. That's amazing. Um, so yeah, that's kind of fun. But yeah, so those. Yeah, sorry to cut you off. No, Zach. no problem. I, I, I did want to say like I did play something other than Warhammer. Um, so yeah, so, yeah. Cool. Yeah, well, that kind of, I think the last segment of the show was just kind of my overall impressions of Age of Sigmar because I want to talk about it. Like, the only thing that I really dislike, well, the only thing I dislike is that there's no incentive to charge. Well, aside from the requirement that you have to charge to get into combat. Yeah, but (laughs) yes. But um, yeah, I just, you know, I'm very used, and again, World Eaters player, so I'm very used to charging all my shit in and immediately fighting first as a result, unless it's something wonky like Slanesh that always fights first. And so I didn't like that it was my turn. I charged a bunch of dudes, but then I only get to pick one to fight with. So it didn't feel like I was really incentivized um, to actually um, play tactically and get the drop. You know, when it was um, when it was my turn and charge a bunch of dudes in, yeah. and you know, and that's yeah. My uh, I don't think you've seen the army in action, but my my squig force benefits a lot from charging which some some yeah. armies do and that's that's the one you picked i don't know if they have anything that has like the charge impact damage but it's usually it's not i get to fight after i charge it's more along the lines of i deal mortal wounds because i charged a certain way yeah i don't have anything like hammer of wrath like from seventh edition where when you charge you do mortals or anything like yeah. that but i mean you know i do it's just it, it feels like in a game that's so combat oriented that there should be benefits to charging. Yeah, it is, and, and there really just is the first one. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I really enjoyed the overall simplicity of the game as opposed to um, 40k, which is probably a good thing because it seems like 40k is going towards Sigmar a little bit more. It does um, seem that way. Well, I, I think I, I did not enjoy playing against Nagash, but I did enjoy killing Nagash. That was fun. Um, did you end up killing him? I killed Nagash. Yeah, oh, yeah I you did. three terror guys. I feel like we should... Turns. That's <laughs> right. He did tank a bunch of terror guys. I, yeah. I feel like we need to give him like a plaque or something. Killing Nagash is significant. Like That is significant. A thousand fucking points. Yeah. He's like, like yeah, uh, 900. But the, the, the list that I had was pretty... I mean, it's it's a... It's it's a list where like he was like oh you're bringing Gristlegore okay cool I'm gonna bring Glaivrace stalkers yeah and or I'm sorry Grimgas reapers Glaivrace are not that good um, and yep. then some some chain rafts and I'm basically and a vampire lord on zombie dragon and then Nagash and a sorcerer so basically three big things that you are not allowed to ignore because if any one of those things touches you you're going to have some problems I will say I do want to play your um your flesh eater cords against my Skaven once I finish up my uh, my two, the last couple models I need to for my 2,000 points. Challenge accepted. Yeah. yeah. He's going to have warp lightning coming out of every orifice. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to not have orifices because I'm going to eat them. Yep. Phrasing. So, <laughs> but I'm glad you like Age of Sigmar. Phrasing. I am glad you like Age of Sigmar, man. Because yeah. that's... 
I mean, there's. I know that there's a lot of Warhammer players that you know when Sigmar came out, they were like, "This is bullshit. Why'd you kill fantasy battles? Old world, you know, shits pants, like <laughs> screeching, like idiocy." But you know, it's honestly, if they would have kept the old and th- this may, this is just admittedly my point of view from being a fantasy battles player back, like you know, fourth or fifth edition. Um, if they would have still been in the old world. When I was looking to get into a hobby, I would have probably gone back to War Machine before I came back to Warhammer. Right. Because I just, the system, the rank and flank, it was not what I wanted out of a game anymore. And I feel like the Age of Sigmar setup, and not to say that you can't do rank and flank. Right. That I would enjoy. I'm saying that Warhammer Fantasy Battles rank and flank, where I was at, um, if they would have still been old world fantasy battles right. i wouldn't have probably looked twice at the, at the game i just been like okay they're still doing that that i didn't enjoy yeah. um the i think the age is, of sigmars creates much more dynamic battles yeah than fantasy battles yeah. did in a lot of ways and you know um I, I should also um give context to we just played like the like basic starter mission for sigmar where it's just like kill the other dude like so we weren't running around with objectives or anything like that so that could very much color my overall impression of yeah. the game it, so far the game the thing that uh, I think a lot of people that are not fans of Age of Sigmar discount, um, once you start playing those advanced things, Age of Sigmar is 100% a game about positioning. Mm-hmm. It's about oh, yeah. your tactical movement, figuring out what the opponent's threat ranges are, how to cut it short so you can hold the objectives. Um, some missions do come down to just killing, you know, but mm-hmm. a lot of them come down to can I make sure that your thing that will kill what I have holding this, that one lone wizard that's standing by himself holding an objective, how can I make sure nothing else can get to him? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is, it, it makes it a, it's a different game than 40k. Yeah, and also if I'm playing another corn player, I have to be very cognizant of like, don't wipe my unit, and also don't wipe that unit either, because if I do, and he gets to eight, he's going to drop a bloodthirster on my head. Bloodthirsters like, are the worst. <laughs> or literally or any other best. myriad. <laughs> or the best. Or let that Try to unbind as many spells as possible when you're playing Zinch. Otherwise, he's going to start bringing stuff back. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Nurgle. Be, be careful with Nurgle because he's got a wheel. And that wheel spins. And every single time, it's always good for Nurgle and bad for you. Or or if you're playing against Cities of Sigmar, be aware of what realm buffs they have yes. in effect. Because yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that changes drastically what you're going to see for that army. And not to mention, like, all the campaign supplements and everything. They went hog wild with that. Realm Beasts. Oh, yeah. Um, the gates the war the realm gate wars um the end times malign portents there's a lot of content to play yeah and you know i usually think of myself as a relatively savvy gamer but i'm still a little bit like i guess like not suppressed isn't the right word but like very much not at the learning curve for sigmar like there's a lot going on there like there Mm -hmm. there is complexity to the game and it's it's the, I feel like the people who were coming from the old old guard Warhammer players, since it's not the same simplicity that or same complexity that Fantasy Battles and 40k had, they looked at it and they just were like, oh, that's not that complex. And then once you get somebody actually sitting down and playing it, they're like, oh, this this is simplified. It speeds up the game, but now I got to think about all these things. It uses right. up a different brain power. They mm-hmm. changed the they made combat casting all that stuff more simplistic. While still adding a ton of depth yeah. into literally every other facet of the game, and you know, you know, George, you brought up a really good point about like, would you have even come back into it if it was still Warhammer Fantasy? I wouldn't I, have gotten into it. I may have just because I played Wood Elves as a kid, and my brother played Bretonians, and so like, I've still got you know a soft spot in my heart. But what I, I really Wood like, Elves on fire. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the ends don't approve. Throw a rock at your ass. Um, but no, um, 
No, I mean, I, I like that. I like how Age of Sigmar gave them a new canvas to paint on. Like, I, I think I was, I don't know who I was telling this to, but I, I told someone recently, like, with 40K, I'm probably going to stick with Chaos just because I, I like it a lot as a faction. A few of the other ones in, like, the Xenos category interest me, but I don't know if I'm going to go into them. With Sigmar, the chaos doesn't interest me as much, whereas a lot of the other races do. Right. I think all the chaos stuff is cool and it's great because I've got a Zinch army for fucking Sigmar sitting at my house right now because of my Thousand Suns army. Demons. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he does. Just with the sheer amount of demons I have. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Can't wait. <laughs> but, um, but I mean, then there's other stuff like um, the Sylvaneth. Like, those models are fucking cool. Yeah, the, I could very easily get into you. Those. Whenever we were talking about stuff before the show, you and I were talking about how the there's a the models for age of sigma are just universally impressive mm -hmm. especially every new sculpt they come out even if i'm not interested in the army like the new um uh light realm of light elves i can't lumineth. think of the lumineth thank you um i'm honest obviously because i can't even remember the name i'm not interested in that faction at all yeah but elves with hammers man but exactly cool. and, the, and the sculpt <laughs> looks awesome yeah. though i mean some of the bits are I'm like and i don't like that aesthetically but i can't deny how cool they are. And if the aesthetic grabs you, it's, you know, and it's it's that way for every faction. You know, and that's part of the reason my wife has, like, I think my wife has two, six armies of, now they're very, all very small forces because she just like the variety of models. Right. And she wants to paint them because she's more of a hobby person. But, I mean, she has some Flesh Eater Court. She has some Ogres. She has some uh, Nurgle. She has just a little bit of everything. Some Daughters of Cain. And she's just like, I'm going to paint this now. And she paints a couple models and then she sees something else shiny. So she'll buy some of that. And then when that, she gets bored of that, she'll go back to painting that. I mean, they're just, they're a very impressive, diverse range. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't think of a bad Sigmar model. I'll say that my ghouls are a little bit difficult to assemble just with the way they are on sprue. And I'm not a great assembler either. If, so I if mean, there is a bad age of Sigmar model, it's because it's a holdover from fantasy battles yeah. like my, and it's not necessarily that the models are bad. It's just they're old and the technology's gotten better. Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. My mortise engine looks fucking fantastic. Yeah. I'm, I'm specifically, and this is, battles. this is one of those things that I'm still salty about because they need to update this kit um, is the poison wing Globideers, uh, which are now clan scryer acolytes. Oh, yeah. The yeah. still $15 one metal uh, model. Yeah. That's weak. And you'd need, uh, minimum unit size is 10. They don't oh, wow. even make the metal models anymore, right? No, they no. still make them. Oh, like, you can only buy them on their web store. If I wanted yeah. to, if I wanted to feel, um, it's part of the reason why, because I play Clan, Clan Scryer for my Skaven. I love the mad science. I love it. Mm -hmm. And I love those Poison Wind Globadier models, but the fact that they have not updated the model that means it's not accessible. And even though it's one of my battle line troops, I'm having to go with the other elite battle troop right. option because yeah. that's what's actually available yeah. at an acceptable price point. Yeah, but I'm glad you're enjoying Age of Sigmar. Yeah, I'm, man, I'll look forward to getting more games in. I think uh, you know it'll be a little bit easier once we get all this uh, you know pandemic shit figured out. Hopefully, be able to crush some tournaments with them. Um, yeah, cool. All right, guys. Well, I think that's our games played. Uh, my impressions of Sigmar and brief discussion on it. Do we have anything else this week? I don't think so. Well, you guys, uh, it's been a pleasure talking to you, and see you next time. Yep. See you guys out there. Yep, and uh, don't forget to like, subscribe, give us a good review, follow us. We're available on every podcast provider. Um, and hit us back, tabletopdropouts at gmail.com. Follow the Facebook, follow the Instagram. Let us know what you want to hear. Uh, we're kind of blind if we don't. If you don't like something, let us know about it. 
Thanks. We prefer to know what you like, though. Yeah. <laughs> Be positive. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys.